Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Radio Rue. As always, thank you so much for joining me for another episode. And you guys, thank you so much for all of the encouragement and the feedback that you give me on all of my episodes. You have no idea the impact that it makes on me and the way it motivates me to keep creating more content and to keep recording these episodes. Like, the messages, the texts, the voice messages that I get every week are just so uplifting and I'm so glad that a lot of you can either relate to the things that I'm talking about or you're just glad that somebody's talking about them or you're hearing things expressed in a different way or in a way that you were never able to articulate or have never heard articulated before so thank you so much for that god bless you all I appreciate it please keep listening please keep engaging please keep sharing this with your friends Um, and maybe it could help them too. So in this week's episode, I sat down with another one of my best friends, Lindy Takama. She's an amazing author, playwright, and all-around amazing human being. She's actually the author of a collection of short stories called Birthplace, a collection of recollections. It's available on Amazon.com, or you can check out her blog, awaitedwords.wordpress.com, to hear a little bit more about what she has to say on different topics just creatively or her short stories she's amazing so we sat down a couple of months ago and we just discussed race we discussed gender we discussed our schooling experiences and for a bit of context both lindy and i went to i guess what you would call private schools in zimbabwe and we were kind of just unpacking some of the experiences that we went through during our junior school and um, high school times a lot of things that now we're able to look at differently because we're older and because we've been through a lot more of life and experienced a lot more things we can kind of look back on those experiences and those those time periods more objectively and kind of understand exactly what was happening so a lot of these are based on our personal experiences and um, particularly from a Zimbabwean context an African perspective but I'm sure anyone who's interested to hear about the way race or gender plays out in an African context can gain some sort of insight from this recording so please do enjoy and please follow her at the underscore awaited 94 on Instagram or her blog again it's awaitedwords.wordpress.com and get yourself a copy of her collection of short stories birthplace a collection of recollections on amazon.com enjoy the episode okay so my uni experience i think started with me wanting to go to the states and at arundel our high school as you know it was made to seem like going to the states was you know the big achievement and then going to like places that weren't overseas like essay was just like oh okay run of the mill so also with my two sisters having gone to the states on full scholarships i was like yes i used to went to yale so i was like really like yes i have a chance i'm gonna go to this ivy league i'm gonna be a great person and by now like at 24 i would be like a you know un or net geo filmmaker type thing person and then that didn't happen like i applied so many schools and there was all negative feedback and i think okay this might be i'm just gonna say it my grades were better than my one sister 
so I, I couldn't understand like am I not getting in because merit my my grades aren't good enough and I, I was like that can't be and the one uni actually said you know what we're going through like economic crisis and your need is too great for us to meet financially we'd rather take two students who can pay at least half than one who can't pay anything at all so that dream died and then my sister said apply to essay and I was really really sad and depressed that I hadn't gotten into my first choice University of Chicago but anyway so I applied to essay I got into Rhodes I got into UCT and then my sister invited me to choose UCT because she had gone to Rhodes and she said it's really small and stuff although I thought I would want a small uni experience being an introvert and stuff um, but so I got into UCT went to UCT and I can say that it was the place I was meant to be end up in because um, just now I can't imagine having gone to states it's cold also it's very it sounds very weird but I th- now more than then I think I would have struggled being in the racial minority so at UCT um, you know SA is black majority but UCT was where I really became aware of like race issues and stuff. And at first it really irritated me because every single class I would be, whether it was like theater or I did uh, um, sociology or politics class that I took, every single class brought up apartheid, brought up race. And it seemed like everyone either was very obnoxious about mentioning race or or that people walked on eggshells and coming from Zim where I mean we did go through the whole struggle for independence but um, we our independence is not as fresh as as SA and I think because SA has more I don't know if it's okay it's not correct to say SA has more races but for some reason race is such a huge thing in SA whereas in Zim Although, yes, I have been through a lot of racist things, especially in primary school, which I didn't realize back then. But now I realize that, wait, that was actually quite racist. In Zimwe, you know, we don't really talk about race that much. To go go into like an essay setting, it was really weird because every sing- every second conversation was about race. And I remember thinking, okay, Zim, we don't talk about race. There are no, virtually no interracial couples in Zim. Essay, there are so many interracial couples, but they talk about race all the time. I got really annoyed, but then um, it actually then made me aware of racial issues and the own, the own thing, the, my own stuff that I've been through in Zim in terms of race and stuff. Um, but yeah, I saw that there really is struggle for racial equality even though SA is you know governed by the black majority they are like white privilege is a huge thing that's why like apartheid has ended but there is still a lot of white privilege and people thinking they're better than other people and even economically the poorest people are black because of you know the pillars that were put in place to begin with and that is actually the same thing as um, maybe we don't have as many people or different like our differences are not as pronounced 
but they are definitely there so i think in any country be it africa or anything white people will always be better off than even if they're there in the minority they'll always be better off than than you know black people people of color so you mentioned how you've had some experiences especially especially in junior school is there like a particular experience that still rings true to so today? many like, i have so many experiences from junior school which still ring true or which i think about so many experiences um i'll give you a few examples um and it's it's so weird because you know the people that did this to you they're our age you see them on facebook and stuff and you're like should i confront them and you're like okay no it it will be a bit petty to be like in primary school you did this because also i don't think they did it on purpose but for example in grade one we had art class this white girl who i will not mention came up to me and she brushed me with black paint and she said oh don't worry about washing it off because no one can see it anyway which was silly because it's black paint and my skin is brown then i can't remember this girl who was quite popular invited everyone except for the black kids um in class to her party which was on a farm then when we asked her we were like why did you not invite us to your party she was like oh because my dogs don't like black people oh (laughs) and also so there was this talent thing where like you know people would bring their dogs for show jumping whatever your talent was and i remember walking down one pathway and the owner of the dog was a different white person owner of the dog was like oh no no please go around please go around my dog doesn't like black people and like they were just like fine with saying this and also i'm thinking what why doesn't your dog not like black people is it true that your dog doesn't like black people or are you making it not what like black people like you obviously trained it to not like black people because i guess you are under the impression that thieves are black people i don't know oh one of my favorites was i went to this girl who i was close with we were like nearly best friends um in primary school to her house she was white and then when their helper or she called it their maid walked past she was like look your relative and yeah so i think about all these things and then it makes me sad and it makes me angry that back then i wasn't like wise enough to stand up for myself um and to be honest like i didn't back then i wasn't as affected by it as i am now but and but i'm torn because i'm like do i want to have the wisdom i have now so that i could have stand up stood up for myself back then or like some people say it's it's better that you're oblivious to it when you're in primary school otherwise you would have had a miserable primary school experience and i quite enjoyed my primary school experience oh and something racist that happened in essay i was i actually thought that oh i didn't have any racial experiences but this is a very small one and it was by someone i really love like she was she is a good friend still but we went to um butterfly world i think it was and we were looking at spiders and i think it was a tarantula you know it has head abdomen thorax and a very big thorax and she was like oh look i love these spiders they have big bums just like the african women (laughs) 
And it was so sad. And even then, in uni, I was not able to be like, you know what, that's a that's not okay to think or say, you know, that's really not okay. Um, but yeah, so I just hope going forward, I will be able to stand up for my race and my gender more than I have in the past. Because it's always a matter of, you go through the experience then at night when you're thinking about it, you're like, oh, I should have said this. Yeah. Okay. So if you could go back in time to any of these experiences or any other experience that you haven't mentioned, what would you do or what would you tell your younger self, knowing what you now know? I would have told my younger self to stand up for myself because when when a woman stands up for herself, she stands up for all women. When a person of color stands up for themselves, she stands up for all people of color. So that the person she is confronting will know that okay that was mean to her probably it's going to not go down well with another black person brown person or person of color so yeah i would have told myself to stand up for myself and also not take things too personally because they are you will as a person of color and a woman in this generation every second thing especially on social media has ability to offend you and it should we shouldn't normalize we should not as someone has suggested to me grow a thick skin i don't think that's the solution grow a thick skin turn a blind eye we shouldn't do that we should stand up for ourselves but do it in such a way that you don't like don't take it personally just know that the person you're dealing with is a less than smart person and they need to be educated and if it works great if it doesn't then shame on them yeah so now being a woman, being a woman in Zimbabwe right now, mm-hmm. what has your experience been like being a young woman? Okay. Being a young woman in Zimbabwe, my experience has been rough. I have to say, like I'm, well, firstly, I am very privileged and I'm very blessed and sheltered. But the experiences I've had, I don't think anyone should have had to, any woman should, you know, in this day and age, go through this. Like, I've been grabbed in town. Just walking past and just men lined up on a wall have grabbed me and then laughed about it and then hurled insults at me. I've been hit in the face by a combi conductor. Um... And obviously the usual, I don't, I can't even say catcalling because it's just really crude and rude, which makes me not want to use public transport or go to certain parts of town, which is just hard because you do have to continue with your life. You do have to get from point A and B. And then also like the prospects of a future as a woman in Zim can be quite bleak like i have to say i think as in we are more advanced than the north more northern african countries in terms of gender equality because on paper we promote gender equality but the thing is in practice not so much and what really hurts me is there are young men and young women who are my age who do not promote gender equality who still think that women are below men and you know as you know we're in our mid-20s now marriage is somewhere on the far horizon and now you're starting to like look at potential husbands and you 
it's an, a serious decision that you have to make that you want someone who's woke, someone who knows that the genders are equal and who will not only say yes to that, but also will act like they are and not compensate like, oh, look, this thing was created by a woman. Yay, women. Because that's like, that's just annoying. Like someone who will act it and not just talk the talk. It's it's been hard. Like men our age are very sexist. They will do the usual. Expect you to cook. Blah blah blah. And it's hard. It's hard. It's like it's fight fighting a battle every day. You get tired, and then you're like, okay, so I'll be alone forever. But then, you know, you don't want to be that. But. I don't know. I think we just have to continue to fight these battles every day and hopefully our children's children will live in a more equal society. So is there anything else, whether it's something we've talked about or something that you want to talk about that you feel like you want to mention? in the midst of these battles of race and gender it's i think we are really at the bottom of the of the food pyramid or the ladder unfortunately but you can't let it bring you down you know you think you all almost have to prove people wrong sometimes you just have to choose your battles wisely and choose okay i'm not going to educate that person on their racist sexist remarks i'll just leave it just to keep your peace then just you work hard to prove people wrong, to show people that girls can be good in school. And by the way, black women are actually in the lead of, you know, academically throughout the world. So I don't know what people think. I have an uncle who actually said that women can't do math. And <laughs> there are still people like that. And I have relatives in the rural areas whose father my one cousin in the rural areas she got to i think past grade seven then her dad made her stop going to school because he was like there's no point in you going to school because you're a girl so now she has a baby and she's just at home and you know out of wedlock so and she really loved school is what's the sad part so i think some choose your battles wisely if you're gonna see that person again then correct them if you're not let them go with their stupidity um but just try not to let the world bring you down find joy in the little things and your little victories yeah